Welcome to the Southside Community Church Podcast with Pastor Mark Hahn. We are located at 1815 South Peace Street in Elwood, Indiana. Visit us on Facebook. The link will be in the description below. Have a great day. Today. 
So if we have a majority of pro-life people, why is it still happening? The January 11th through 13th poll was conducted just days before the United States marked 48 years. 48 years. I'm 30, I'm 32. Where was the church 48 years ago? Right. right. Of legalized abortion under which more than 62 million babies, unborn babies have been killed through abortion. 60 2 million. And the survey is consistent with other polls as well that show the majority of Americans take one of three pro-life positions opposing all or most abortions. When asked, 51% of Americans take a pro-life position with 12% of Americans saying abortion should never be permitted under any circumstances. 11% of Americans say abortion should only be permitted to save the life of the mother, and 28% of Americans take a pro-life position opposing 98% of abortions, except in cases of rape or incest, or if necessary to save the life of the mother. On the pro-abortion side, just 15% of Americans agreed with Joe Biden and Planned Parenthood's position that abortion should be available Anytime during her entire pregnancy, even after the baby is born, right. people believe that they have the right to terminate that baby's life. Interesting, some 20% of Americans who call themselves pro-choice actually take one of three pro-life positions, opposing all or most abortions. So why do they say they're pro-choice? The pool almost also found significant report for limits on abortions. More than three quarters of Americans, 76%, including a majority who identify as pro-choice, want significant restrictions on abortion. This subject has always been one that makes me so sick. Right, um, yeah. I think about my life right. and how and where I'm at and it just it makes me it's on it just upsets me so much and I think about it you can't you can't be pro-choice and then believe in the restrictions you're either one side or the other right. there's nothing in the middle absolutely true you cannot you can't so mm -hmm. keep just keep an open mind as Cherish and Audio talking today I hope that this ministry speaks to your heart amen good Psalm 139 verse 13 through 16. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. Yeah. I praise you because I am fearful, fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well my, my frame was not hidden for you when I, I was made in the secret place. When I was woven, woven together in my depths, in the depths of the earth, your your eyes saw my un, un, unformed body all the days ordained for me were written, were written, in your book before one of them came to be. For you created my inmost being, you knit me together in my mother's womb. It said, I, I read something last night that Tony Dungy was arguing with somebody on Twitter at one point, because he's pro-life, and somebody, of course, was contradicting what he said. And where does it say in the Bible? And he said, if you read 
Psalm 139 and think it doesn't pertain to life, then there's no point in arguing with you. So I encourage you to read that whole chapter. Psalm 139, just read yes. the whole chapter. Um, it'll take me just a minute to find the videos. And if they're videos, you can't see the pictures, obviously, but um, I wanted you to hear the testimonies of what some of the ladies have, have uh, gone through. And I think while, before I pull that up, I'm gonna go ahead and share with you the mission of Life Centers is to affirm the value of life by providing a network of care to those experiencing pregnancy-related decisions and by compassionately presenting biblical truth resulting in changed lives to the glory of God. Established in 1982, Life Centers is dedicated to affirming the value of life by providing compassionate care to women facing unplanned pregnancies in central Indiana. Committed staff and volunteers at our six pregnancy centers provide free confidential services, including pregnancy tests, ultrasound exams, one-on-one -on -one peer counseling, and post-abortive support. Post-abortive, it doesn't stop. Things happen, and this is happening but our care and our compassion doesn't stop as you did what? We care. That is our position as Christians, as a church. We keep on going. <clears throat> Committed staff and volunteers at our six pregnancy centers provide free, free confidential services, including pregnancy tests, ultrasound exams, I said that, one-on-one -on -one peer counseling and post-abortion. We also meet the material needs of expectant mothers by providing maternity and baby clothing, diapers, bottles, and other baby items. At the heart of our life-saving mission is a passion to show the love of Jesus. We believe that the hope found in Jesus Christ is the greatest hope for those facing pregnancy decisions. Four core values. Everyone has value. Relationships matter. We believe in second chances. The Bible is authoritative in what it says about us and God. Amen. <clears throat> so as soon as I find that the testimonies which they are here. There was one when you said something about the abortion pill. <clears throat> Megan came in for a pregnancy test. At the beginning of her peer counseling session, she revealed to the center director that she had an abortion just one month ago. This is at one of the life centers here in Indianapolis, just so you know. We were unable to provide Megan with a pregnancy test because her abortion was too recent. We required 10 weeks to have passed after an abortion or miscarriage to administer a pregnancy test. I'm not considering abortion again if I'm pregnant, Megan said. <clears throat> I just need to know because I took the pill. She got the pill from an abortion provider. They lied to me. They told me it was just going to be like a bad period, but it was the worst experience of my life. It was traumatizing. Megan went back to the abortion clinic for her follow-up appointment, and they gave her another pregnancy test to ensure the pill worked. The test was inconclusive, and they sent her on her way. They did not refer to her, refer her to further medical care. That's when she came to us, Life Centers. The director referred her to one of our ministry partners, a medical clinic, and urged her to see a doctor right away since her pregnancy test at the abortion clinic 
was inconclusive. A week later, the director called Megan to follow up with her. They had a great conversation. Megan went to the doctor and everything was fine. She was not pregnant. Thank you so much for checking on me. I am so grateful you called. She explained that she explained that no one forced her to make the decision to take the abortion pill, but she wished she hadn't. I wish I would have trusted God would take care of me. I'm going to spend the rest of my life discouraging anyone from doing what I did. Unfortunately, Megan's story is all too common. There are so many misconceptions and withheld information about the abortion pill when it is sold to women. Megan's viewpoint on what abortion actually is completely changed after she took the pill. She understands now that it was a loss of human life and she is dedicated to making sure more women understand what the abortion pill does in hopes that they won't make the same decision. Fortunately, there is a resource available to women who take the pill but regret it. They have an abortion pill hotline that you can call. Um, this is the story of a couple that were having marital issues. So just listen if I can get it. Does this thing move down? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's come back.
best one. This one isn't as long, but Life centers gave her life, gave her daughter life, changed her life. Um, on the the flip side of what Courtney was talking about for Planned Parenthood, she had sent that to me. And I wanted her to share it, um, which I had read. And there is so much information out there that if you really want to find out some things, just look it up. It takes time. It takes patience. <laughs> it takes time. <laughs> it takes no interruptions. But there's a lot of information and there's a lot of opportunities to help. It doesn't have to be anything big. This isn't big. Um, I would like to see it to grow. I would like to do more in that area. If, if, if God allows it, I would like to go down to one of these centers and volunteer at some point. I thought of 
one of them, the testimonies I'd heard was talking about how welcoming everybody was. And I thought about John and his hugs. I'll go. <laughs> so many people out there need something like that because they've lost hope. But we have a hope. We have a hope in Jesus Christ. And that is why we are supporters of Life Centers. Um, because that's what their, their mission is. That's what their, their testimony is. Um, some of the things that I read on some of the um, bills, laws, um, it did go into effect this year to require women to have an ultrasound before abortion. Um, I would say that maybe eight times out of ten, if you see the image, you're going to change your mind. Right. Um, there's also, it's not passed here, but I think it's sitting in court somewhere, the heartbeat bill. Um, I think one was just passed in, what, uh, was it South Carolina, I believe, um, to where if, you, if the heartbeat is detected, the baby is protected. So they won't perform that abortion. Um, there's also a, a law that is, allows for abortion reversal meaning that if this happens, the doctor must inform the patient. If you decided you wanted and you had the abortion within a certain amount of time, you can reverse it. The doctor has to tell the patient that this is an option. That I believe that is here in Indiana. One of the good things about Indiana, there's a few good things, but one of the good things is that uh, there was a pro-choice activist that gave us an F because we're not so easy around here for you to go get an abortion. But you know what, on that side of it, as good as that is, that's great. We need to be ready to help. Right. We need to step up and we need to show that, that love and that compassion and give them the hope of Jesus Christ. And we need to look at the adoption part. There is other options and that's the thing with the the, the abortionist the uh, especially Planned Parenthood which is a 1.6 billion dollar corporation <laughs> what is that from that's not from helping you just like what she read that's just all from aborting babies right in Indiana in 2019, there was 7,637 abortions, which was supposedly a decrease. Um, Life Centers, as of 2-19-21, and this was for 2020, they served over 4,500 women and babies saved 1,236 babies, and there were over 9,000 volunteer hours. Volunteer, they don't get paid. Right. And all of their funding, Life Center's funding, is from churches, from camp, from uh, fundraisers, and from people just donating. Government doesn't give them grants. Right. Um, I heard the, an example of if you can't wrap your mind around what, what, what 62 million babies over think of the equivalent to 20,000 9-11 events or can't grasp that or remember how many people was killed in 9-11, which was what, over 3,000? Mm -hmm. Think of waking up one morning and hearing that in your top 86 cities, 
cities. Every person had been murdered. Wow. Over 62 million. And you think it stopped, it's just going to get worse. Right. But we have a hope. And our job now is not, even more now, is not to sit back and not do anything. Even as small as we are, if we have Jesus Christ in our midst, we are great in number. He needs to lead us. He needs to guide. But we need to have open hearts. We need to say, where do we start? And we need to keep going. There are a lot of things that we can do through Life Centers. Um, which one of the things I one of the things that I would like to do on a monthly basis is there's the paper is laying back there on the table. Um, March, if we can start in March by collecting bottles and pacifiers, that's for March. Um, that's their item of the month, and I did talk to somebody and she said that that was. That was a good thing because they do pass those out all the time. So your item of the month, so it changes. Um, but so we'll go through the month of March collecting those items, and then I will deliver them at the end of March, and we'll start again in April, whatever that item is. Um, but she made me aware of something that they're in desperate need of right now, and that is size 6 diapers and uh, 2T, 3T pull-ups for boys and girls. So if there is any way through this week you can get whatever you can and bring it in next Sunday, as far as the diapers, size six diapers, 2T, 3T boys and girls pull-ups, um, I'll deliver those, whatever we get. Does not have to be a lot. They will be grateful for whatever, I'm sure. Um, a gentleman from Life Centers, his name is Brian Current, and he's the one that I'm speaking with as well. Um, he said that as far as updates on numbers, he says there's not as many clients, but the ones that are coming in are more abortion-minded. So there's a, a mindset of what? There is no hope. So we have to step up our game and do more at reaching out to these people and giving them what, what we believe. But then there's also, two, we need to educate ourselves in what do we do. It doesn't stop. It doesn't say, well, you're, you're wrong. That's not our job. Our job is to love them to the cross. And then, as we are educating ourselves, we educate them and we show them the options of adoption. I don't know all the laws and I'm going to, like I said, I'm going to educate myself on that because I know there are adoption centers and I know there's that out there as well, foster care, whatever. Um, there is help. But, but what gets me is that with the abortion, if, if, if something was to happen, and I'm going to get to something here in just in a second, but if something was to happen to somebody, you don't wrong by wronging. I mean, you know, you don't, you, you don't go, you don't take something like that. If, if something evil was to happen to one of the girls, for instance, if there was rape, incest, or something like that. And I had this conversation with somebody a few weeks ago, and they said, well, what, what would happen if something was to happen to them? I said, you know what? One, you would probably have to bail my husband out of jail. But the other, I would step up, and I would take care of my daughter, and I would take care of that baby. God would have to give me the grace for sure. But I could never, even in a million years, go, well, you know, ask you the question, well, do you want to get rid of it? Do you just, can you imagine? 
I don't want to have that mindset and I want to encourage people to not have that mindset. It's not over. God allowed that to happen. What if that baby that is born, you don't know what could happen. That could be the next president. That could hopefully be, well, it really, something has to be better than what we have right now. Imagine it. I said I could not I could not even begin to think. I don't want anything to happen to my girls. I don't want anything like that. But if it did, there wouldn't be any question. And that's not because I'm so good, but because Jesus is my Savior. And I have to go. He's the one that makes and takes life. And he's the one that allows this stuff, why some of these things happen, we don't know why. But it does. And you don't confront it evil by doing evil. We gotta step up and we gotta love them no matter what. And we have to educate and we have to go beyond the, well, abortion is wrong. It is wrong. That's just a simple term to it, is wrong. But there's a hope. We have a hope. And yes. I know that Audie has been one to have always spoken out. Um, we met a, a life ambassador for Life Centers um, him at our other church and him not knowing that she was there he stood up and on that particular day he was testifying about life and about the abortion and all that and she was there and that just spurred her and if I could get her to come here at one point you guys will not believe the life the energy the joy that she has she has retired from that, but she, like I said before, she's still very much involved as much as she possibly can. Um, but when he stood up and testified, she was just immediately after service, she was on. <laughs> I mean, she just, I mean, and, and her expressions and just, and every once in a while she'll post on Facebook and it's just how she talks. You know, we have a hope. We serve a God that can save from us, from our sins, and he can give us life. And, and Audie, he knew that we were going to do this, but he really wasn't um, going to say a whole lot. But I said, well, you don't have to write down because it's already in your heart. You don't have to write down stuff. I do. Not that it's not in my heart, but it, we approach things a little bit differently. <laughs> um, right. But I wanted him to talk because it's easy for us women to come up here and say stuff about it, but you don't really hear a whole lot of men say things. Not that they don't um, care or they don't, you know, whatever. They, they do, and I know they do. They're our backbone and we need them, and we need them in, in prayer, and we need their hugs. And whatever God leads you to do, whether it be giving or whether it be writing, making cards for them, um, if I can get, if, if, if God, like I said, if God allows me, I would like to go to a center at some point, depending on what their restrictions are, um, maybe somebody, maybe us, a couple of us ladies could go um, when it gets a little warmer or whatever, but the, the, the need goes on. It didn't stop when we had this, this pandemic, plandemic, whatever you want to call it. it. The need is still there. And 2020 was a very depressing year for a lot of people, and we're kind of jump-starting into another year of depress depression. It's, it doesn't stop. Right. We just have to keep going. So um, I'll be quiet now, and I'll let 
audience to say what's on his heart. Amen. She's more calm than I will be. Because this story in me, this right. news in me, by no means am I attacking the women that go into these centers that have an abortion. They are under Satan's thumb. They are persuaded there is no hope. But you and I know there's a difference. There is hope. And there's hope through Jesus Christ. Amen. And by that, God fearfully and wonderfully made me in the womb. He knew me before I ever came to be in that womb. He knows every one of us. Who are we to take life? He's the author of life. He's the giver of life, and he's the taker of life. We are not allowed to take life. That is murder, period, cut and dry, plain and simple. And as Courtney said earlier, you cannot be mediocre on this. There's a few people at work that know where I stand on this issue. And I'm telling them, no on any of it. You're not to have an abortion. You should not have an abortion. And like I said, I'm not picking on the women that go there. I'm picking on Planned Parenthood, the devil himself. Right. I'm here to confront him through the power of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I'm here to bring out the truth. You're killing one of God's children, period, plain and simple. Right. It's not to be done. Well, what if she's raped? God fearfully and wonderfully knew them before. Well, how can he allow that? Sin. Right. That's how he allows it. Because sin entered this world. If this world was not fallen, this would not happen. Right. He made us. He knows us. And we're snuffing the life out of them before they ever come into this world. And they're not doing it painlessly. They sent a new rover to Mars. Why? Because they wanted to see if there were signs of life on that planet. What does that life consist of? A single cell. No, that's funny. Hmm. When conception happens, is it that two single cells coming together to create life? I do believe it is. So yeah. how can that be called life on that planet if it is even there, which I don't think it is, because it's on this planet? How can that be life and these two cells coming together not be life? How can people see two different things in that light? Oh, right. we got a single cell over there. That's life. What is it? Does it have three eyes? Does it breathe? Does it talk? Can it interact with you? No. It can't do any of that. But when these two cells come together and they start dividing and they come into the world nine months later, four months later, whatever it may be, they're us. They're us. They're God's plan. They're God's plan for this planet to multiply and be fruitful. Right. He made me. I could not imagine my mom wanting to give me up to snuff my life before it ever began. tell you is that I do not I'm not lukewarm on this I'm not even I'm not even halfway warmed up I'm fired up about it because I told her I love her I love you 
I really do. And was a little older in life, and I told her, I really would like to have children. I want children. Is that in the realm of possibilities with you? She already had a child. And she said, yes, which is a weight off my heart. But I knew better because I feel that the Lord brought us together. Right. Amen. There's no doubt in my mind. Mm -hmm. There's no doubt in my mind. And I was living life. I was a sinner. I could play the sin game very well. But I still felt the same way that I do about abortion then as I do now. Yes. And I don't know if it was God's plan, I'm not sure it is, that I wouldn't have children until later in life just because of the way I was living. But he answered me with two of his children. Yes, sir. And he gave me a third one that I didn't even ask for. Right. I didn't have to ask for it. He gave it to me. Raise these kids. I want these girls to know and understand that they are made in his image too. Yeah, right. And if they do come up pregnant, willingly or not, I probably will be thrown out of jail, by the way, because I will take it out on the person that did it. But I will never, ever think about Herman, that child. We are so backwards in this country. We are so backwards. Right. We could have, we could have had probably somebody to stop this pandemic that's going on out of the 63 million that have been aborted in counting. We could have had next to Albert Einstein. It, it, it goes on endless. Hard telling what we could have had. We could have had another Tim Tebow spreading the word through these sports centers that are now capitulating right. to everything else. And like Courtney was saying, where was the church 47 years ago? Well, they're staying silent on a lot of things, and this is one of them. Right. Because they don't want to lose their 501c tax exemption. Right. They want money. They want money over the truth. They don't want to give you the truth anymore. That's right. They want to all kumbaya. We're having happy times. And it's not happy times. There is happy and joy in West life. There's two of them sitting right there. There's a bunch more sitting out there that have brought happiness and joy to yeah. other people's lives. Right. But we got a fight that a fight that's not even being fought because the churches are capitulating to the government. The government that wants to destroy us. Right. Plain and simple. They haven't had us. They haven't had us in mind for a long time. They just want to enrich their wallet with money, be ill-gotten or not. They don't care. That's what they worship. They think the government is God. It might be God, but it's a little G, and it's not going anywhere. They're serving their own fancies. And... Newsom, the governor of Virginia, he is so he's so in bed with Planned Parenthood. It's not even funny. He was talking how he was even if they had a botched abortion. 
and the baby survives. We're going to make it, his words, comfortable. We're going to put it over here on the table and make it comfortable until the mother decides what to do with it. It. It's human life laying there. You're going to make it comfortable? And she decides, well, I don't want it after that. You're going to stick a nail in its head to kill it? You're going to suffocate it? How can you do that? That's a baby. But you're going to steal an eagle's egg. You're getting $25,000 fine and put in jail. I don't know how long the sentence is for an eagle egg. And you don't even know if it's fertilizer or not. But we're going to make it comfortable. And I say no. And there's not enough men standing up for this. This is a passion of my heart. I don't want to see any of these children black, white, brown, yellow, red. I don't want to see any of them die that way. I have seen videos on how it's done, and I'm not going to get into it. Because it is gross and it is gruesome. Right. Yes. And Martha Sanger, she's the founder of Planned Parenthood. And she had quite a few interesting things to say about the black community. She used words that she shouldn't be using. They're weeds. They're like infectious weeds. What do you think most of the Planned Parenthoods are focused in minority places? Right. They're wanting to exterminate it and eradicate minorities. Black, Latino, Asian. That's by design. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they call Christians racist. we got the love of Jesus in our heart. They call us racist. They want to silence us because we are for life. Because it's dipping into their back pocket. That's why they want to silence us. They want us to be quiet. When there are plenty of people out here in this world that cannot have children. I do not know what they're going through. I could fathom it, but I have children. I am 100% positive that the people would adopt these children that can't have children. Like I said, she had one before I came along. She's just as much as my daughter as she is hers. I don't get it. But I would like to read a few verses from the Bible. And here, if I can find it again. I've got a couple written down here. That's what I was doing, writing down some of these scriptures. Here's one in Mark 10, 13 through 16. He says, People were bringing little children to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, but the disciples rebuked them. When Jesus saw this, 
He was indignant. I looked that up. Indignant. Moved by mixed emotions of anger and fear, which is what I am feeling. Provoked by something regarded as unjust. And killing a baby in a womb is so unjust. Ungrateful or unworthy. Considering them lives unworthy. Well, I'm indignant on this issue myself. Indignant, he said to them, let the little children come to me and not be hindered, or do not hinder them, for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Mm -hmm. Right? That's why I can't even remember his name right now because I'm a little worked up. But he asked Jesus, how can I go back into the womb? Because I'm not a grown man. Mm -hmm. They're blinded. Right. He's not saying that you need to go back into your mother's womb. You need to become as a child to enter the kingdom of heaven. You know why that is? Because the heart of a child is open and loving to all, to any. It doesn't matter what the color of the skin is either. Now go up and hold a black man's hand just as well as an Asian hand. They are loving. They're open to all. Folly is bound up. Proverbs 22:15. Folly is bound up in the heart of a child, but the rod of discipline will drive it away. Genesis 33 and 5. Then Eshu. I think I'm saying it right. Looked up and saw the woman and children. Who are these with you? He asked. Jacob answered. They are the children of God has graciously given your servant. He graciously gives us these children. Right. Amen. Who are we to take it away? To disregard them as unwanted trash that they're being is of worth nothing. It's sacred. Psalm 113 and 9. He settles the childless woman in her home as a happy mother of children. Praise the Lord. In there, feel comfortable. <laughs> Matthew eighteen, two through six. He called a child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, truly, I tell you, unless you change and become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And whoever welcomes such a child in my name, welcomes me. If anyone causes one of these little ones 
for those who believe in me to stumble, it would be better for them to have a large millstone hung around their neck and to be drowned in the depths of the sea. 63 million of them have already been done. I wonder how many millstones are going to be hung around these people's necks. I don't think any millstones are going to be wrapped around their necks, and I think they're going to be sitting up on pipe on the throne of judgment. Yes. That's not, the, that's not the throne we want to be in front of by any means. I have a couple more, but I'll, I'll start there. Yes. I'll, I'll, I'll give you one more. Matthew 18 10. See that you do not despise one of these little ones, for I tell you that their angels in heaven always see the face of my Father in yes. heaven. She did. Whenever I did testify about life, she came up to me after, after service. She said, I like your passion. She said, I haven't seen a lot of passion coming from anybody like that in a while. Especially a man. She didn't say it like that. She was asking me if I'd like to go on a mission with her to the Ukraine and talk to them over there about life. I wanted to, but I had I had these two. I had that I had three girls that I'm raising. I didn't want to be away from them. Right. There are so many homes without a father. Right. That's the greatest one of the greatest tools the devil has is to divide the home. Mm -hmm. Takes the fathers out of them. They have no discipline coming to them. That's why this world's turning out the way it is. The world is sliding because the family's not there. Right. The greatest thing on this Amen. in this entire world is the family. That's God's plan. That's God's design. Right. <clears throat> it can't be flawless. It's perfect in every way. I know it's slow to anger. He's a lot slower than I am. Because I've been one abortion. I've been fired up. I've been moving. But he let 63 million plus counting go on. How much longer are we going to be around before we see his wrath cast on this country for what it's done to the unborn? I don't know. I can't answer that. I don't know. But I do know it's coming unless we change our ways. I can't remember there's one in there in the Bible of that he punishes the children for what the parents have done and their sins for so many generations. But he does thousands, thousands of generations of ones that do right by the children of this world. I don't have any more, but if you guys do, sit in your heart. Give to the Life Center. Do what you can do for the Life Center. Do what you can do. Give these children a voice. Let them be heard. Let them know that they're not alone. <clears throat>